0: Hello, and welcome to the Swift Legacy podcast, a show we As far as we know, there are five versions of this song. There are two released versions, an alternate
1: version. The versions, because there do
0: seem to be so many that just keep coming out of the woodwork and we're not 100% sure whether certain ones like the rock version were potentially found
1: There are more conversation very small changes, but they're changes all the same. There are
0: also a few melody changes, and I feel like the acoustic demo in general, the song is more conversational. I feel like in terms of the way it's delivered the tone of the tone of the lyrics and everything the way she sings I just feel like it's
1: more conversation she definitely does sound more like an angsty teenager ranting to somebody rather than singing a song
0: that is exactly what I mean and I think it's it's so cool to hear the twang in her voice on this demo because it's just so strong and mm-hmm. at the beginning there are intro like ooze. So as well as the small lyric changes in the acoustic demo, Taylor has added, I'm not sure what you'd call it, whether it's kind of a post-verse. It's not necessarily a pre-chorus. It's not a bridge. It's just this kind of strange little war cry, which goes, if you come around saying sorry to me, my wife Peter wearing Daddy with his new automatic's going to let you know how sorry you'll be. So it kind of, it goes out from the original melody and just, Kind of loses its mind for a little bit there, but I think it's it's really cool as an addition to the
1: I mean that that delivery—it's definitely the culmination of um, the Walmart yodeling kid and the crazy frog, which completely makes sense for its time. And I love that is You're iconic. Laughing, but it's true. This was like it 2004, true. 2005. The crazy frog, like <laughs> That's what it's like.
0: That sounds completely unhinged, but I know exactly what you, you know. Mean. What I mean,
1: it has that energy.
0: I, I do love it as part of the song <laughs> but I have to say it would not have fit the studio version that went on the album
1: Mm-mm. Picture like, to Burn, War Cry, that's on the debut album that also had $10 in a six pack in <laughs> <laughs> like an
2: alternate universe I think she should have just like thrown it in in the live version like I think that, that would have been iconic or like if she sung it on the B stage or like as a surprise song and just threw that in how trippy would that be if she did that reputation era? <laughs> the <That> original
1: <laughs> one two three let's go bitch
0: <laughs> that would like be so weird because I feel like if she did that at like rep or a uh, future one like everyone in the arena would just be like dude what, what? is going on? she was be like what
1: in the redneckery is this? Like, what's going on?
0: I'm sorry. I'm just picturing that. That it's just. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing with red mask. I'll let you know I'm sorry you'll be. I'll just silence an entire
2: stadium who are just like, "What the fuck?"
1: <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know what's funnier—like just the lyric or the fact that can you imagine her dad, like the one who's just like, "Hi, I'm Scott Swift. Do you want a guitar pick? I'll give you a guitar pick." Like chasing somebody out with like a white beater vest and an automatic rifle. Like I really, I don't think that man even owns an automatic rifle or a wife beater Y-feet-a-verse. I
0: feel like someone now has to go and make an edit of Scotts running yeah. after a guy Can we in a white. He'd just be like, "Please take
1: a guitar pick, please." <laughs> you know, like the different composition on the War Cry version. Is it just me, or does the beginning of it sound a lot like "I Heart Question Mark"? Like the diddle on the banjo. When you think about it. Is, is this why it was changed was one like interpolated as a sample just something I wanted to bring up because I am a sucker for iHeart question mark I just think it's so soulful I love the banjo I love the twang I literally love the howling it's almost like yodeling love it and it just really takes me back to that so in this essay be... I will explain why war crash a have been on beautiful eyes EP as with <laughs> every other song and I'm on the fence
2: I think is the only person who cares that much about the Beautiful Eyes EP. I I'm think sorry.
0: so,
1: <laughs> yeah. You. I, I feel like so. you mention
0: it in every episode. Like, this would have been under the Beautiful Eyes
1: Recognition for the Beautiful Eyes EP. Well, why did they have the alternate version of Picture to Burn on the EP when they could have had this version? Interestingly, I have got
0: written in my notes that the alternate version rather than the acoustic demo gives me iHeart question mark vibe. I'm Ooh. not entirely sure why. Yeah, no, I interests. know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think... One of my favorite things about the alternate version demo is the intro. Like it's so drastically different in the way it's like do 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 Yeah, I know the what facts. you mean. <laughs> I've just done that. But like it's it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so descriptive. <laughs> it's so cool. I think as well in the alternate version, it's a lot less angry vocalized. I mean, obviously, it's a very angry song, but vocally, it's more chilled in the alternate version. It's not quite as...
1: It's just, she just sounds like she's called someone up and is going off on someone, which is, I don't know, it's kind of lost in the studio produced versions, which is a shame because it does make the song, obviously, more, like, platable and, like, arguably, like, better to listen to. But I just I just love the idea that she's called up Abigail and she's just going off about this guy.
0: I have to say the knocking on a slam door if that had been in the original I feel like there wouldn't be global warming there wouldn't be any issues in the world like I feel like we would be living in this there would be be no COVID I think we would be living in this utopia if she had added the in case you haven't heard you're knocking on a slammed door I mean every time I hear that lyric I just want to bang my head against a wall and just like I don't even know. It's so ridiculous. It's like half a sentence, but it makes me go absolutely insane.
1: Studies show that listening to Picture to Burn alternate lyric version reduces your chance of getting COVID by 99.7%.
0: Iconic. The alternate version demo also has a very different instrumental makeup, and I feel like that changes the track completely. Obviously, there aren't many lyric changes, just the addition of your knocking on a slammed door, but I feel like it changes almost the vibe of the song and it makes it a lot less angry and maybe a lot more country. I just think it's just really, I don't know. I can't tell you my reasoning behind it, but I just
1: love the alternate version so much. I definitely think it would only have benefited the song to have that. You're knocking on a slam door, not the wife, beater, wearing daddy lyric, although it is like you crack. It's great. (laughs) It's not, Not palatable, I'm going to use that word again.
0: So of the four versions that we know of, which is your favourite, Rachel?
1: My favourite is by far the Warcry version, like if you couldn't tell because I've just raved about it so much. Honestly, like, yes, the studio version is the better song, but the Warcry version, it's just so angry, it's so crazy, it's just unhinged, unhinged trademark. And that's, for that reason, it is my favourite, like I said, Crazy Frog on Crack.
2: I'm going to have to go with the alternate version because, as Amy said, knocking on a slam door makes me want to throw myself against a brick wall. It's so good. And I can't ever listen to it out in public because I will scream the lyrics and then I get lots of stares. But I just don't understand why. It wasn't on the original version. But again, Uh. it angers me that, like, you know how she did those things We should have said no, where me and Amy were having this discussion the other day and it was, like, the two different live versions that she did. It just angers me that she never put the alternate lyrics in a live version of Picture to Burn. Like, nowhere does that appear again.
0: I think it would have been iconic, like, at the Jamboree Festival or something when she was in that blue dress and the blue boots just to be, like, suddenly coming out with the (laughs) wife-beater-wearing (laughs) dad. Just... I feel like it would silence the crowd. <laughs> Just like, what is going on? Okay, so if we go to the release versions and we talk about the controversial lyric, whether Taylor should have stayed with, I'll tell mine you're gay, or whether she should have changed to mind
2: if I Say." Now, what is your take on that? I think if you listen to the context, it's not a bad lyric and it makes sense. And I think it was probably sensible to remove it just because if you're not listening to the lyrics or like properly listening to the song it can be taken the wrong way quite easily and so early on in her career it was probably best to just play it safe and remove it but i think the lyric was clever and it does piss me off that it's always misinterpreted because it's not a bad lyric at all
1: the controversy comes from just the incorrect belief that being gay is anything bad at all which is absolutely not what the song connotes and as somebody who's not gay, like I don't want to over voice anybody who may have taken offence at it because the reason that the lyric was removed was to prevent any mis offence because that absolutely was not the intention when writing the lyric. It's just meant to be a very funny tongue-in-cheek. If you're going to tell my friends that we've broken up because I'm crazy, it's because then I'm going to tell my friends that we've broken up because you're gay. And it's as simple as that. It's nothing that's meant to be disrespectful. And like I said, I I do believe it all stems from just the absolute incorrect belief that being gay is something to be ashamed of, which it's definitely not.
0: So finally, we'll say, did she make the right choice in putting the version that she did on the album? Or would she have been better off with the acoustic War Cry demo or the alternate version, obviously produced as a studio version?
1: I like the alternate version, but Oh, I don't know. I'm not... I, oh, I hate it when you make me pick things like this. I really hate it. They've all got such a good place in my heart. I right. I will say, I do think The Alternate is the more interesting studio version. However, I, I couldn't picture it any other way when listening to it on the album right now.
2: Can I suggest that you should have put the original studio version on and then had an alternate version, but on a deluxe edition of the debut album and then played Ooh. it more often? Yeah, I like that. I like that too.
0: Or... I would say she keeps the version that she did put on the album, but she adds Knocking on a Slammed Door. So she doesn't necessarily take the production from the alternate version, but she adds that lyric because I feel like that lyric is just so iconic it would have been so iconic
1: i think it would definitely only add it to the song it wouldn't have taken anything away
0: unfortunately that's all we've got time for today but you can follow us on instagram at swift legacy podcast for lots of exclusive content we'll be back again next week for another episode of the swift legacy podcast